Hi, this is Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. I'm an RSA. I'm speaking with David Duncan, Chief Marketing Officer for WebRoot. David, what do you think is going to be the big theme that we see this year at RSA? I think it's going to be all about threat intelligence. I really do believe that. That's the big topic du jour. And I think that, you know, I think the main thing people are going to be talking about is how do I deploy threat intelligence at the perimeter so I can block stuff from getting through? And then if it gets through, how do I deploy it with my seam to kind of figure out what happened, right, and further mitigate my risk, right? And, you know, I think that's probably a key topic and area. I also think that people, there's a lot of now next-gen endpoint solutions, and so I think people are going to want to be talking a little bit about how do these work differently than the traditional signature-based. And then I think, you know, I'm not sure how much of it's going to be a theme yet at this event, but... You know, the whole IoT thing is starting to pick up steam, right? And I haven't seen a lot yet at this show so far in terms of just walking around yesterday of people really talking about it. I think maybe next year that'll hit much harder. And what are you hearing from a threat standpoint? The threats just continue in an incredible pace and volume, right? We all know that. 2014, there was more new malware released than all of the years before that, right? So, you know, it's a tidal wave of malware that are coming at organizations, and, you know, they realize they can't just go buy the cyber insurance policy and be done with it, right? So they're trying to build layers and layers of defenses. And it's problematic. And I, I expect another theme that we'll see at the event, maybe a bit, because I know this will be in the sessions as opposed to out on the floor, is the guys that are talking about sticks and taxi and some of the open threat sharing standards. And that's threat sharing, right? How do you share threats across vendor systems, right? So, you know, for an organization today, if you're trying to protect your organization, if you go with a single vendor solution, you may not get the best technology, but you'll get the ability to share that threat information between your firewalls and your endpoints and all the other technology that you have deployed. So you'll be able to use it in a more coherent fashion. Um, and so the problem is, is that if you have disparate vendors, right, let's say you've got WebRoot and McAfee and somebody else's maybe F5, right, your ability to kind of be able to build a holistic threat sharing model is extremely limited without the benefit of people using some of the open standards that have been emerging, right? So I, we see a lot more. Of course, it's a little bit like standard spaghetti right now. Nobody knows which standard's going to win. You know, is it going to be sticks or is it going to be a number of the other ones that are out there that have come out to describe threats uh, and give people a way to describe an indicator of compromise? So I think that's another th- uh, trend and more discussions And I'm seeing a lot of discussions in the sessions this week on standards-based approach to threat sharing. So, Why not have multiple standards, or can that be too much duplication? It can be problematic for vendors to support multiple standards in their products. Each one comes at a cost. Um, And there's the technical complexity of it. But it certainly seems like sticks and taxis seem to have the most momentum right now. Um, There's some older standards, but... But I would say right now, those are the ones that people are starting to move more towards. You're seeing more vendors rally around that. And so how is WebRoot playing into this threat intelligence landscape as it evolves? Yeah, so we're actually developing an implementation that supports sticks and Taxi. Uh, so we're doing the same thing. And it took me a little while to kind of get people on that bandwagon. But as an old government guy, right, and you know I worked at the NSA for about 10 years, you know, it's the kind of thing that you need to be able to... We, we talked about this 30 years ago. How do you share data from the network edge to the, to the PC edge, right? How do you understand threats that are happening here and threats that are happening there and correlate that so you can adopt a proactive security defense? You know, later on in life, we said, you know, information security policy is kind of the triangulation 
of the user, their device, the network they're operating on, and the data they're accessing. And what's happened over the last few years is we've become increasingly more mobile. And as we change that combination, right? How many devices do you use per day? Three, four, two? At least two, right? Right? So as you use these devices in different network environments, maybe in the hotel, here on the trade show floor, at home, in the office, whatever, you know, the security risk profile changes, and then the data you're accessing and manipulating may change also. And so, you know, all of that relates to how you need to look at the risk profile of the user and, and the data, and the propensity to somebody to steal that data or inject malware onto the device to steal the data. And so you have to, you have to kind of have a, a more flexible risk-based policy, right, and flexible solutions. And the problem is, is previously, you know, five, six, seven years ago, what the whole industry was saying is, is here's all the rack and stack technology that you put into the perimeter to protect people, and that's what you use. And today, none of that stuff really applies that much anymore. Users are mobile, our applications are mobile, our networks are mobile, so you need a completely different approach, right? And that approach largely is centered around having a really effective technology on your device, okay, that can protect you, authenticate you, protect your data, keep you safe from malware and from infections and things that are trying to get on that device, 95% of the time to steal the data to monetize it, right? And then how do we deploy threat intelligence so that we understand when you're operating in different environments, how do you know what the risks are when you're operating in the airport on the wireless network or here at RSA on the floor, right? So it's all of that that really equates to you know how you're going to secure systems and users and data. How is WebRoot going to be touching things like sticks and taxes? What does that do for your products? So WebRoot provides really a best-of-breed threat intelligence offering, right? So we have 25 large technology partners that integrate our threat intelligence into their platforms like Palo Alto Networks and Cisco and F5 and HP and Aruba. And... Previously, all of that was integrated from a software development kit perspective. And so it's more custom integration into their appliances. And starting back in June of last year at the Gartner Show, we announced our intent to actually enable our threat intelligence to be uh, accessible directly by the enterprise. So they could integrate our threat intel into various devices they have, either at the network edge, like a next-generation firewall or a UTM, or alternatively, with a seam that they may be using, like Splunk or Logrhythm, so that they could also look at the threat intel data while they're doing a breach investigation. And because we're kind of a best-of-breed provider, you know, we don't have 55 different security technology SKUs, so we have to support standards like Sticks and Taxi so that best-of-breed vendors can play in that large enterprise ecosystem. It's almost a fundamental. And so that's why we're, we're moving forward with our support of those standards. I've heard from some customers they think they are almost going to need threat intelligence management for all of their threat intelligence. There's so much coming up right now. Yeah. How do you define what you're offering compared to what else is out there? Well, I think I think the way you look at WebRoot is, is that there are threat intelligence vendors, but WebRoot has been kind of, with our bright cloud threat intelligence right network that we have, we've been kind of the de facto gold standard in the industry, right? We are considered to be the best threat intelligence vendor by all the large technology industry players here, and they integrate BrightCloud inside of their offerings. And what's unique about BrightCloud is the speed by which we can do automatic classification of threats and deliver that threat information every five minutes to next-generation firewalls and other types of devices. So as an example, in our threat brief, which is coming out tomorrow at 8 a.m., 
you'll see that on average 85,000 new malicious IPs occur every day, right? And we have a, a kind of a master set of about 12 million bad IPs, of which the top 10,000 change themselves every week or so. And then behind that, about another 36% come on and off the list. And there's a lot of changing and a lot of um, threat malware uh, delivery systems will change their IPs and rotate them. So you need this ability to score and predict IPs very quickly, okay, at, at huge volume. And you need to be able to deliver that in, in literally in minutes to all these devices and appliances. And that's where WebRoot really shines is this automatic classification. So we automatically classify 98% using our BrightCloud network, which has a massive Hadoop Cassandra infrastructure behind that that literally is looking at over 20 billion URLs, about 4 billion IP addresses, and it's constantly rescanning and scoring everything. And so that's one of the key differentiators. A lot of the other systems that are out there are a published list, maybe a crowdsource list. They're manually derived, right, in some cases. And so they're out of date almost at the period when they're delivered. So if you get a new list of IPs two days from now, I can guarantee you it's already obsolete. At least half of it's already obsolete. So you're going to be highly susceptible to these new 85,000 IPs that occur every day that are new malicious IPs. So you want that freshness, you want that constant updating. So that's what's unique about BrightCloud. The other thing that's unique about BrightCloud is the way that we can predict an IP. So we just released an integration with Palo Alto Networks that we did a press release on last Friday. And what this does is this is a really unique implementation because everybody talks about predictive threats and actionable threat intelligence. Very few people actually have a solution that does it, but WebRoot does. And so we released a solution for Palo Alto Networks um, that is predictive IP blocking. And what we do is we look at the syslogs automatically in machine language of all the Palo Alto Network devices that are on your network, and we look at what IPs that are bad are hitting that device or potentially suspicious IPs, okay? And so, obviously, those are going to get blocked, but the neat thing about what BrightCloud does is it can predict the next set of IPs that are correlated to or associated with those IPs that will hit you tomorrow. So you're not waiting for a threat update. BrightCloud's actually predictively blocking those IP addresses in conjunction with the Palo Alto Networks device. So it's that truly, you know, one of the key problems enterprises have is, great, I've got threat intelligence. What does it mean to me? Well, here's exactly the IPs that are hitting your device. These are the ones that we think are going to change, and this is the next set that we think they're going to change to. So we're predicting those IPs, and it's a very, it's a very great solution for actually stopping those new threats before you update your threat intel. Right. So that's an example of it. Thanks very much, David. For ISMG, this is Matthew Schwartz from RSA. Thanks for joining us.